is the Wealth Ability Show with Tom Wheelwright. Way more money, way less taxes. Hi, this is Tom Wheelwright. Welcome to the Wealth Ability Show, where we're always learning how to make way more money and pay way less taxes. So what if you could get a tax break for every dollar you spend? Today, we're going to learn five new deductions from the Trump tax law that will allow you to take amazing tax benefits on your investing and, in fact, even on some other personal benefits that you get from the tax law. I have an amazing guest with me. He's a client. He's a good friend. And he's truly an amazing investor. But before we get to that, what I'd like to do is I'd like to just explain basically what the most important way to deduct your expenses is. Okay, so remember a deduction comes, we get taxed on our net income. That's net of deductions. We take our gross income, whatever we earn, we subtract off our deductions. With the new Trump tax bill, we've actually reduced some of the personal deductions, right? We don't have personal exemptions anymore. There are other personal deductions we don't get, but we still get all the business deductions. So the key here is a business deduction. So either if you have a business or you're an investor, like a real estate investor, you're going to get these deductions. And there are four simple rules to getting a business deduction. The first one is you simply have to have a business purpose for the expense. So that's a pretty easy test to make. And if you have any kind of business reason for doing this, then you're going to get the deduction. Number two is it has to be ordinary, which means it's typical in your business. Okay, so it'd be typical. For example, you take a client out for a meal. That's going to be, be typical that you would take a client out for a meal. So that would be ordinary. The third thing is it has to be necessary, meaning that the purpose of the expense is to actually make money. Okay, the purpose of the expense is to make, make money. So you take that client out for a meal. What are you trying to do? You're trying to get more business from that client, right? That's probably what you're trying to do. So that's why that meal is deductible, okay? And then the fourth thing, of course, is documentation. So we'll talk about these in more detail in other podcasts, but I wanted to kind of set this up because remember, the deductions we're going to talk about, actually four of the five deductions, you do have to have those four things. You have to have a business purpose. It has to be ordinary. It has to be necessary. And you have to have proper documentation. So today, to talk about his experience with this new tax law and, and some of these, a couple of these amazing deductions, I have Brad Sumrock. Now, Brad is, he, he's a client, but more importantly, he's a friend and he is a great teacher. And I love having great teachers on the show. And Brad teaches multifamily uh, investing. So uh, Brad, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, actually give us, uh, give us your website right, right off the bat because I want people to be able to find you. Tom, thanks for having me on. I'm excited. So yeah, my website is just my first and last name.com. So that's B-R-A-D-S-U-M-R-O-K.com. And that's the best way to get information about what we do. And then I'm also on Facebook. So you could, you know, my wife says I'm on Facebook way too often. So I'm, you could, you know, I have a business page on Facebook and a personal page on Facebook. So those are some of the best ways to, to get in touch with me. And I'm just so excited to be here on, 
on your podcast. Well, thanks, Brad. And 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 Brad and I have been working together for quite some time now. And uh, uh, Brad has a, a events, and I, I speak at Brad's events. So just in, in full disclosure, but but Brad, we've done some tax planning the last couple of months that relate to this Trump tax bill. And I'd like you to share your experience, particularly about what you and kind of your mindset and how you changed your thinking about investing, because we're in a market that is a little tough because prices are a little high. And yet what what the tax law did, kind of my thinking is, kind of got you going out there looking for a property. And I just want you to talk about, you know, how your experience with it and what this new depreciation deduction has done for you. Yeah. So I'll give a 60 second background, you know, for those listening. So I've been investing in apartments since 2002. And uh, in 2005, I was able to replace my corporate income with my investment income. So I've been retired since 2005 is in, in, you know, from the corporate world as a result of apartment investing. And then we started mentoring and training other people. So, you know, me and my wife, as you mentioned, we have a, an education company and, you know, we, we help people invest profitably in apartments and we continue to invest in apartments. And, you know, the, the main investment model that I've taught and that I've done over the past many years has been syndication. And, you know, syndication is a fancy term for pulling money together from other people and putting in a little bit of your own money and then raising money from other people in an SEC compliant manner. And there's a lot of benefits to syndicating deals, you know, getting more units under control and having better management and better economies of scale and better financing than you could have, uh, you know, with your own money. I mean, let's face it, a lot of people don't have a couple million dollars just sitting around liquid where they can go out and buy a hundred unit building. And so by syndicating, you can do that. But what, uh, what happened is, is, is with us is that our, is our earned income from our other businesses really started to grow. So we have an education and, you know, consulting and mentoring company. We have a brokerage company. And so those sources of income started to really, you know, take off. And what was happening, Tom, and you know this because you're doing my taxes and you gave me a lot of these ideas and most of these ideas that we're going to talk about today came from you personally. And, you know, what happened is our tax liability just started increasing to the point where we were paying, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes. And I'm, I'm embarrassed to say that I almost paid seven figures in taxes you know, right about the time where, when I met you. So, so and, this is really interesting, Brad, because I remember you saying that, that that a couple of your goals in life, one was to have a million dollars of income, one was to have a million dollars of cash, and then a third one, you'd originally had this goal of paying a million dollars in taxes, right? You remember telling me that? Correct. And I, you know, I used to just think that, hey, if, like, I mean, you, you have to make a ton of money in order to pay a million dollars in taxes. And so being purely focused on the income side of the equation, that's correct. I mean, I, I actually used to brag in my seminars that I wanted to pay a million dollars in taxes because, I mean, I have to be making, you know, three, four million dollars a year. And I, that would be fine with me. But, you know, it, it, in the past, it would have been fine with me is what I want to say, because now I understand that I could continue to grow my income and I could continue to pay less in taxes. And so that's what I think that, that my big takeaway was from working with you is I, I could continue to grow my income, you know, above and beyond, you know, a couple million dollars. And I could pay 
less taxes. And right. so why wouldn't I want to do that? Exactly. One of the things we always say is the more assets you have, the less taxes you pay. You know, so you can actually make more income and pay less taxes. So what did you do this year that was different than what you've done in the, in the past? What, what specifically? Because this bonus depreciation, which has been huge, I think, for the real estate industry. I mean, you just jumped right on that. Tell, um, explain what you did specifically, if you don't mind, Brad. Yeah. So, you know, when, when you syndicate a deal, you know, you have certain ownership interest in the LLC that owns the property. And so you get your pro rata share of depreciation. But if you want to pay less taxes, like I do, you know, Tom looked at my Tom, you looked at our situation and just said, Brad, you need to own more real estate. So, you know, the first thing is, is, you know, and it just blows me away, Tom, too, that there are people out there not doing cost segregation. Like people are actually getting advice from their CPAs saying don't do cost segregation. So that that blows me away. So like one of the things you taught me even before the whole bonus depreciation is you got to do cost segregation on your deals. OK. And some people aren't doing that. Right. And just and so just so everybody understands and we'll talk more about cost segregation in another podcast. But cost segregation is simply breaking down the cost of your property between the land, the building, the contents of the building and the land improvement. So it's something that everybody can do and every every investor should do. And it, it, it increases the amount of depreciation even in a normal year. But this year was a little different, Brad. I mean, this year you're you're, you're taking a little more depreciation on that cost segregation than you probably originally expected. That, that That's right. So what's going to happen this year is that we are actually buying our own deal with our own money. And we're going to continue syndicating deals as well because that model obviously works and you know we make a lot of money and we help a lot of other people make a lot of money but in addition to that and 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 so this is a strategy that not only I could do Tom but a lot of high income earners out there that have high income from you know their job or their other sources of businesses and then they're paying a lot in taxes so that's exactly our situation. So we're going out and we're buying a property that's roughly $12 million. Okay. And we're buying this just with me and my wife. And the bonus depreciation that we could take in year one, which is the, you know, this year, the first year that we acquire the property, and we got to do the cost segregation study, but we expect the bonus depreciation to be about 30% of the purchase price. So we look at the purchase price of 12 million, and 30% of that is about $3.6 million. And that will actually be our depreciation loss. So the deal's projected to cash flow about 400,000 a year. Okay, so we're gonna buy this building. We're gonna get 400,000 a year in cash flow, but then we're gonna have a $3.6 million depreciation loss in year one. And so, you know, 400,000 income, $3.6 million loss. We're gonna have a net loss of $3.2 million. And that $3.2 million could go ahead and offset the money we make from our other businesses. Right. And, here, and so here's, rather, here's the cool thing about yeah. this is that it doesn't have to be a $12 million project, right? It could be a $1 million project and get a $300,000 deduction. And not only that, but we can actually play with this. So it doesn't have to be 30%. We could take 10% or 20%. Okay. So we have some real opportunity here, but it's the bonus depreciation. See, bonus depreciation 
didn't used to apply to used property. And that's the difference. That's the change in the tax law is that it used to only apply to new property. Now it applies to used property. So you can go out and buy this new pro this used property, an apartment building like Brad's buying. And now all of a sudden you get bonus depreciation. So this is this is amazing. It's an amazing story, Brad, because you're basically going to offset all of your income, right, and and not have to pay tax this year. I mean, it's it's incredible. So, like, what you know, I've been sharing my story to the hundreds of the students that I personally mentor, and now a lot of them are starting to do. You know, that's what that's what a teacher does, right? Is they share their personal experience, and so now I have people that are buying. You know, like I said, some are. You know, they're not buying a twelve million dollar deal, but they're going out and buying a. You know, they're taking a half million of their own money and they're buying a three million dollar asset. And, you know, again, 30 percent of 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 three million is nine hundred thousand. So if they're like, you know, there's some of these people are surgeons or, you know, business owners where they're making, you know, high six figure, seven figure incomes. And and the depreciation they're getting from being investors in a syndication is not enough to offset their earned income. And so by buying a building and having it professionally managed and owning more real estate, just like I am, they're able to go out now and save, you know, big money in taxes. And it's and it's a result of of understanding the new tax law and then taking action and implementation and, and, and going out and making it happen. And, and here's what I love, Brad. Here, here, here's what I love. Why don't you think about this? You bought you went out looking for this new property because you wanted the tax benefit, right? That's why you were looking for it. You were, you were not looking for this property otherwise. So you're going to get on top of that tax benefit, you're getting a $400,000 cash flow you would not otherwise have had. Correct. So, so what that means is, see, what I'm always saying is that the government wants you to be rich. They, these are incentives the government wants you to do because here's what's going to happen. You're going to continue to have that $400,000 of income. Now that $3.5 million loss is not going to happen every year. That happens this year. So what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to go buy more property next year, and you're going to have to keep doing this. And it's a bit, it becomes a bit of an addiction, as you're, going to, as, as you're going to find out, Brad, because then you don't want to pay taxes at all. You're going, wow, if I do this every year, I end up with an additional $400,000 of cash flow and no taxes. But there, there's another one that Another tax benefit out of this new law that that I that actually you did before you did the um, you took advantage of before um, you took advantage of the depreciation on the on the building and, and because you you called me and you said Tom I want to buy a new car right correct so so tell us about your new car well you know the story is is we we have a um, we're actually Florida residents okay. But we do all of our business in Dallas. And so, you know, Tom, what you advised us is you be a Florida resident and then all of your uh, expenses related to going to Dallas, whether it's traveling to Dallas and doing, you know, the time you spend in Dallas and the car that you drive in Dallas is now 100 percent tax deductible. So, you know, we're buying we're leasing a new vehicle. In Dallas, it is going to be used 100% for business because the only reason we go to Dallas is business. And I'm actually, you know, in Dallas right now doing business. 
And so that lease payment is now going to be 100% tax deductible. Yeah, on, on top of that, so they've raised the tax benefit under the new law for new vehicles. So the amount of the lease that you get to deduct is more. Had Brad purchased the car, his depreciation would have been more. So cars are just actually a better benefit now. And in fact, I, I got a... Um, uh, Brad, Brad's met my, my, my buddy, uh, Robert Kiyosaki and Robert and I were just talking yesterday about new car that he's looking, he says, how do I get the tax benefit? Cause Robert's always talking about taxes. He's always thinking about taxes and that's on people's minds. So you think about it. What does the, why did the government do that? Why did they increase the tax benefit so much? I mean, for example, um, you know, if you're looking at like an SUV or truck, you could deduct up to 100% the year you buy it. So it's it's the same bonus depreciation, but now it applies to it applies to trucks and uh, cars. Cars it applies a little bit less, but Brad's still going to get a major deduction that a year ago he'd get a much smaller deduction. So it it helps pay for those expenses um, that you've got there in Dallas, doesn't it, Brad? It sure does. So one other thing that, um, so Brad, you're, you're typically do multifamily, right? Correct. Not typically, pretty much exclusively. Pretty much exclusively. Okay. Not typically, always. <laughs> well, not pretty much. I you're, mean, I would you're say a multifamily I guy. do apartments. Got yeah. it. You do apartments. One of the, one of the new, uh, and everybody should listen to this because this is a really important change in the tax law. One of the new changes applies specifically to residential rental property. And that is this 179 deduction, which is it's like depreciation, only it, <laughs> it basically allows you to take 100% even without bonus depreciation. And it applies to some things that bonus depreciation doesn't necessarily apply to. So for example, now it applies to roofs. It applies to HVAC units. And for the first time ever, 179 applies to residential rental property. So this is a pretty cool benefit. This is another deduction that applies specifically in your investing business. Now, Brad, you, you've got so much bonus depreciation, you're not even need to take the, the 179 deduction. But for, for those of you out there who don't have, it's, that bonus depreciation is enough to cover your, your tax losses, your, your taxable income, you might want to think about the 179 deduction because that's something, I mean, Brad, I presume in your seminars in the past, you've never even been able to talk about it, right? Well, and I'm I'm listening to you talk, and I'm thinking, hey, am I am I am I still leaving money on the table in my other deals? Because we, you know, I currently own almost three thousand doors right now. I mean, I've done you know close to four thousand, but you know, right now I'm just wondering, like, hey, I've heard of one seventy nine. I don't understand all of it. I'll be the first to admit that you know my relationship with you, Tom, has just been a huge eye opening experience in terms of making more money and paying less taxes, and so. So yeah, I'm sure there's other things that we could be doing that that you could teach me about, and then I could share with all of my you know clients. We students. we will be sure to have that that discussion because I think Section 179 it's something it's just a really you know if you're a business owner you're used to it right you deduct your equipment that's 179. Yeah. Um, now we have bonus depreciation, so in a lot of cases we won't. There there's some differences between the two, but there are some there there are some people in real estate they're going to want to look at Section 179 and and particularly if they're in multifamily where 179 has never applied before and now it applies. So there are just a couple of other um, uh, deductions and we'll we'll let Brad go uh, that I really want to talk about. One of them, one of them doesn't. Apply to Brad because Brad doesn't actually create inventory, right? You're always buying long-term hold investment property, right? That that's correct. But we have—I know we have a lot of listeners that they they have their um, 
they're on eBay or they're on um, Amazon or they have a, a, a brick and mortar type of a retail business. And here's the cool thing. So um, Brad, I don't know if you know this, but the, the new tax law actually allows you to deduct your inventory for any line item under one hundred twenty uh, $2,500. Think about that. So we have, uh, for example, we have a bunch of clients who own pharmacies. Um, and so they buy a lot of drugs that are inventory and they've always had to capitalize these and keep track of their inventory. Now they get now because drugs typically aren't more than $2,500 per line item, they get to deduct all of their inventory. This is a huge benefit. Anybody who's in retail this year probably shouldn't have to pay any income tax if they, if they take advantage of this inventory. And then the last one, Brad, I just want you to know that, um, you know, I should probably be talking to Jen about this, but this is the last year you can get divorced and still get a deduction for alimony. So this is probably more important to Jen than it is to you. So I just thought I'd, I'd just give you a heads up. I don't know if we want to have that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got to tell you, I am dying to meet the senator who's who's getting uh, divorced this year to make sure that that they actually postponed uh, eliminating the alimony deduction till the end of this year. Because I am sure there's a senator out there, and he cut this deal in order to vote for this new tax law. Because by the end of 2018, if you haven't signed your divorce papers, you don't get to deduct your alimony going forward. If you sign them by the end of the year, just so you know, Brad, if you sign them by the end of the year, um, but, you know, we'll make sure that, you know, Jen knows this. If you sign them by the end of the year, then you get to deduct the alimony. But if you wait, then you're never going to deduct that alimony. So so probably ought to be thinking about that. Seriously, people, if if you're actually thinking about a divorce, I, you know, I, 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 I'm sorry if you are. I mean, you know, that's it's never a good situation. But it is one of those things where you really do have to pay attention. This is the year. Um, make sure that you finalize that divorce before the end of the year, because otherwise it's not going to be deductible. But uh, Brad, um, you know, we're coming in here. I just want to thank you so much, uh, you know, for, for being such a good friend, for being a mentor to so many of our clients. And, uh, and, and, and once again, it's bradsumrock.com, right? Did I get that right? Correct. Okay, bradsumrock.com. Um, uh, actually, uh, Brad and I are, are doing an event. Um, I, I actually, Brad's doing an event in August. He's invited me in Dallas um, to come. So we, you know, welcome anybody who wants to come. You can look it up on bradsumrock.com. And I uh, want to thank you again, Brad. Tell Jen that uh, we, we missed her. We, we, we love her too. And, and no, I, I don't expect that the alimony discussion is going to come into play at all with you guys. You guys are, are about as, as tight as I've ever seen a couple. And it's just a, it's absolutely a joy and a pleasure to meet with you. Thank you for being on the show. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. As an additional thank you, I want to give a special gift just to our podcast listeners to help you jumpstart your journey to building massive wealth tax-free. This is a group of not just one, but five of my top educational resources on this topic. There are several amazing, helpful PDF downloads and two training videos. These resources are not available and we don't give them away anywhere else. So get these bonuses now. All you have to do is go to wealthability.com slash gift. That's wealthability.com forward slash G-I-F-T and get these gifts to jumpstart your wealth now. You've been listening to The Wealth Ability Show with Tom Wheelwright. Way more money, way less taxes. To learn more, go to wealthability.com.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.